Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody, and how are you doing today? Hey, I'm glad to be back with you, and I'm just trying to keep up with everything. It seems like this past week has been so busy. And then I got the flu shot and I felt sick and I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to get the podcast done. But I was, I'm able to get it done. But I'm just going to, you know, recognize that I'm not going to be like a clock with the podcast. I'm going to do the best I can and keep putting the, the podcast out there when I can. Um, I just can't thank you enough for listening. Um, once in a while, I'll have people that I know reach out to me, and I don't even know that they're listening to my podcast. And a friend from like 25 years ago uh, messaged me on Facebook and said, I love your podcast, and it just made my whole day. So a shout out to Jer, Jer Lee, and um, I'm thankful to her. I'm thankful to all the people that listen. And I hope that you're gaining as much as I am. Um, I'm going to be, uh, this, this next, this next subject is, is interesting. And I feel like I'm particularly maybe weak in this area. So I'm going to be pretty vulnerable and maybe it'll be something that can help you. At least I hope so. In the laws for this chapter, this is called the law of evidence. And it talks about, he talks about, Sterling Sill talks about how when we conduct our affairs and the things that we do in our life, we need to like look at things in according to the law of evidence. And he says there's three things that, three steps that are involved with law of evidence. And the first is find the facts filter the facts, and follow the facts. So basically this aligns with trying to figure out what is truth and what things are reality. Um, he talks about a salesman who might not actually find out why somebody doesn't want to buy something. You know, he can't make the sale, but he's so... <clears throat> focused on selling the product for all the reasons that he thinks that that product are great, <clears throat> but he doesn't really see the needs of the person buying. And so he's not able to see what the other person needs. And I think um, that we do this often. We don't really take time to learn what the truth is. We want to see things from our own perspective and how we see things, and we don't really take the time to see things from another's perspective. He says that um, sometimes we don't even actually care about the facts themselves, um, but we only care about how we feel about it, and what we hope, and what we imagine them to be. And he says that human relationships is one area where it's so important to separate the facts from the falsehoods from half-truths and 
I think that he talks about sometimes we cling to our excuses or our rationalizations. He talks a little bit about marriage. And I'm, you know, I feel like I have plenty of areas in this, plenty of practice in this area. And I've been married for 30 years. And um, I feel like, you know, this is an area with our relationships that we really just kind of put on our blinders and we only see what we want to see. And we aren't open to see the reality of the situation. Um, I know that it's so easy for me to blame my husband or say my husband did this or he's doing that and I'm not really seeing the tr the whole truth and that I'm just as part of the equation as he is. And it's so easy in our relationships to find fault and to just blame others for the situations because we only see our side. We only see our perception of what's happening. So in our relationships, we need to take time to try to learn the facts and see things from another person's perspective. So how we see things isn't how it always is. There's a little cartoon. And there's two people and there's a big six on the ground. And the person on the left is looking at the six as though it's a nine. And the person on the right is looking at the six as though it's a six. And they're both claiming that they know what the letter, it's the number six and the number nine. And in reality, they're both right because how you, how they see it from the, the viewpoint that they're taking it is what the number really is. I mean, the good old story that we've heard for over and over and over again, that the world is flat, that everybody thought for sure the world was flat and they were sure that they were right. They're a hundred percent sure that they were right until somebody actually went out and saw that it didn't end at the horizon, that it kept on going. And so um, the way we see things can often be a warped view of actual reality. Don't assume that your perception and the way that you see things is how it really is. And we have to be really, I thought this was interesting. I read something that we need to be very respectable, respectful of other people's perceptions because they just might be right. And our, our abilities affect or impact our perspective. So let me give you um, an example of this. So I went, we went on a hike and, um, you know, I love to hike and I love to get out and do a lot of physical activity. And at this time, my husband's, my husband wasn't as in as good a shape as he is now. And he wanted to go on this hike. And I'm like, this hike is easy. It's a fun hike. It's such a beautiful hike. Well, his perception of the hike and my perception of the hike were very different. I thought it was a fun, easy hike, but then I'd been hiking and been doing lots of things. And, you know, he, he had not been doing hiking. And so we had a completely different perspective on what the hike was. Both of us were right. The hike was difficult for him, but easier for me. Think about this example. Have you ever seen a homeless person on the street and then felt bad for them? 
how do you actually know that they're sad? Are they really sad? Are they, do they, are they really suffering? You know, it's all about perception. And sometimes we think that the way that we see things is reality. And this causes a lot of conflict and turmoil in relationships. And so we have to be very, learn to be very open and see things from another's point of view. So how do we do that? In my mind, how we do it is we ask and we listen and we say, how do you see this? And to be honest, I'm not a master of this. I've got much to learn, much to learn. I'm not a master of this at all. And it's just an area where I fully feel like I need to improve. But also, I truly believe that prayer and having a relationship with God helps you to see reality as it is and helps you to see perspective from someone else, someone else's view when you really want to. And if you really care to see, especially if it's a spouse or a parent or someone you're very close to that you're having a conflict with, it's super important that we we pray and ask God to see things from their viewpoint because it's not always as it seems. And we get so worried. I know I get so caught up. I was talking to a friend of mine and she was talking about her son and she wants him to do this and this and that and, and be accomplished in so many things. And in my perspective, you know, as from an outsider and knowing her son from in a different viewpoint, I see him doing the things, but she can see him getting stuck and not doing them because she's, she's worried about him not being successful. And so it's so easy to get caught up in the worry that we have and not actually see things as clearly as they really are. Right now in the world, like in the United States of America, that politics are like going on like crazy right now. And it's so hard to know what's right and what's wrong. And a politician can mislead and help people see things that that way that they want to see them. And it may not be reality. And so it's one, this is, this is the law of the law of evidence that Sterling Seals talking about that we just need to be careful and try very, put a lot of effort into seeing things factually and not just through our own eyes. He says, if one learns how to get the facts and eliminate all else, he will develop the great power that goes with accurate thinking and good judgment. He says that sometimes we follow our desires or our own personal interests or our urges instead of what is right. Um, I play a, a lot of pickleball and it's the craze, I swear, and I've been playing a lot. And it's really hard because you always have to call your own calls. And it's, it's challenging because when you make calls, um, you know, like you see the line where the ball hit on the line according to what you want, especially if it's a tournament. And sometimes I find myself playing with people who the call always goes in their favor. And, oh, I get so frustrated with that. Like, the call is not going to go in your favor every time. And I think that happens to us. 
Like we're get, we, we see things according to what we want and we don't actually see it for what it really is. And we have to be very careful. Um, I know kids will cheat in school and they'll say, but I wasn't cheating because, and then they justify themselves for what they did because they, they feel that they can rationalize their way around it. Or I wasn't cheating because I just had, um, the time, you know, was still going or I didn't hear the time stop, you know, on like a timing or whatever it is that, that we do, we rationalize our way because we see things in our way. And it's so hard. You know, I played in a pickleball tournament this last weekend and there was a call that like, I called and me, I called it out. I called it out. And then, you know, I yelled it out. And then after I thought about it, I wasn't sure if it was out, but I had yelled out and everybody's like, okay, it's out. But I didn't know if the ball was actually out. It was in my favor for the ball to be, to be out. But I, I don't know afterwards. And then I kind of felt bad. Like, did we win that game unfairly? Cause like, I don't want to win unfairly, but do you see how we can see things from our, we only see things from our perceptions and what benefits us. And he says this line, he says, expediency can change our viewpoint very quickly. And when I looked up what expediency meant, it's the quality of being convenient and practical despite possibly being improper or immoral. Convenience, it's convenience. So if what's convenient for us is what we go with, sometimes we have to be careful with that. He says, when we are trying to decide whether or not a certain course is proper or right for us or what we should do, if our own interests are involved, we should keep in mind that it is almost impossible to believe a thing that is against our own welfare. So it's, it's so hard to believe something that goes against what's good for us. We just can't believe it. We cannot believe, you know, that we're wrong. We just cannot believe that we're wrong about that thing. And he says, it's even more important to learn to think accurately where we ourselves are involved than it is to think straight when we're dealing only with others. So it's, so what he's saying is it's so important to like, try to find the truth, try to find what's real, what's right when we're involved. And so the only thing that the, the main thing that I can think of is asking questions and saying, Hey, Am I right or am I wrong? Or how do you see this? How do you see this? Because there's always two ways to see things. And then if we can see things from another's perspective, maybe we can have more a more open mind. And honestly, in reality, you know, to be a little bit vulnerable here, I mean, lately in my marriage, I just feel like I'm seeing things so differently. For so many years, I saw things as, you know, I was right. I was right. And I know I'm right. And I can go out there and get other people to say that I'm right. You know, do you ever do that? Like you're in some kind of a situation with a person, a friend or a, a ch child, or you can prove yourself and you can get other people to defend your position. 
and you just can tell yourself that you're right. But that's when we that's when we really have to think accurately when we're involved. We have to be very careful because our views can be so skewed. And he says, he says, the man who has attained a high degree of accurate thinking, and this is powerful, is able to speak of his enemy without exaggerating his faults. So think of the person that you struggle the very most with, the very most, and you don't exaggerate their faults. You don't bring up their faults to other people. You don't tell other people about the things that they do wrong. He says, so I'm going to repeat that. The man who has attained a high degree of accurate thinking is able to speak of his enemy without exaggerating his faults or minimizing his virtues or making the good things that that person does seem not as important. Well, they're good at that, but they're good at that. But who really cares about being good at that? That's not an important quality. That person's really good at that, but that's not an important thing, you know? And so, man, what a quality to be able to do this, to minimize, you know, to like see our, our enemies without exaggerating their faults and, and, and talking about them to other people. He says, few things breed confidence in our friends more quickly than for them to find out that we do not deal in gossip or hearsay. I think that's so powerful, you know, and it, it, it's kind of a, a weirdly worded sentence, but he's basically stating, saying that we, we have, our friends will have a lot of confidence in us when they know that we don't talk about other people. You know, have you been around people that talk about other people all the time and they just always talk about other people? So then you leave thinking, I wonder what they're saying about me when, you know, you, you leave talking to them. And so this is a powerful thing. He Sterling still says, it's much easier to repeat doubtful or inaccurate rumors when they have to do with someone of whom we are not particularly fond. So he's, he's saying, if there's someone that we don't really like, we don't really like the way that they act. Oh, it's, it's kind of easy to carry on the rumors. And he said, we should train ourselves to follow the facts instead of delusions or prejudices, hatred, envy, or wishful thinking. Wow, this is so powerful. An accurate thinker must be fair enough to look for virtues as well as faults in situations or in other people. So do you spend time looking for other people's, their good things, the things that they do well? Um, for it's not unreasonable to suppose that all men have some of each quality. So I truly believe that every person is a child of God, is a, is of God. God loves every single one. And if there's, I tell this to my students sometimes, there's not one of you that don't have a mother that wouldn't run. If you were on the other room, the other side of the room, and there was fire in between you and your mom, your mom would run through the fire to save you and grab you. I mean, it's so true, right? Everybody has good qualities. Everybody's loved. Everybody has someone that cares about them. And so we need to really strive to look for the 
good in other people. And he says, it might be a good exercise to spend as much time. This is so interesting. It might be a good exercise to spend as much time thinking up excuses for others as we do for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be deceived. So, do, you know, we, we look for all the excuses of why we didn't do the thing that we know that we should have done. Are we finding the excuses for other people or are we only holding them accountable for a high standard that we can't our own selves uphold right so this is this is a really good lesson in in human relationships and that's what he says human relationships is an area where we need to really distinguish and find truth and it's hard to do and to be honest, I'm super humbled lately. I feel like I'm super humbled at how wrong I've been maybe for years and years and years. And for me, and for me being a Christian and someone who truly believes in God, I see the Savior and His atonement in a whole different light. I see because I've be, I'm be trying to become humble. And honestly, I'm trying to pray more. I'm trying to read scripture more. I'm trying to turn to God more. I'm meditating more. I, I don't know if I told you, I'm pretty, pretty consistently meditating all the time now. I've made it, I've, I've actually let it become a habit. And because I think I'm doing all those things, my eyes are opening to the things that I'm doing that have been wrong and I truly want to change and I truly see myself for who I am. It's so hard to see ourselves in, in the true light of who we are. And so that's what this lesson is, the law of evidence, to see things as they really are and to try to find the facts. And so I hope that this gives you food for thought. I hope this is something that will help you. Um, this is an area where I am very weak. And I just appreciate all of you listening and sharing your thoughts with me. And those of you that have, have reached out to me, um, thank you so much. And, you know... You can email me at howtobemore333 at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts. And let's just be more together and just know that you are loved and that you can have a life full of happiness and goodness despite what's going on in the world around us. And we just have to work at finding that peace within ourselves. So I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and everybody have a great week. Thank you.